Relationships and Chill Podcast. This is Coach R. Anthony, and uh, today we're working on a series entitled The Fulfill Marriage Series. This is part five of the five-part series. This is the last installment, so uh, make sure you definitely check out the other episodes in order to get a more complete view of what we have going on. But nevertheless, we're going to be talking about is love enough to sustain a fulfilling marriage? Is it enough? Could there be more? Could there be something more important than love? I think there is. So make sure you stay tuned to find out what I think about it. Peace. You're listening to Relationships and Chill, the podcast for singles and couples about how to find and cultivate the relationship you've always dreamed of based on trust and honest communication. Why waste your time going through the typical dating obstacle course only to end up with drama, jealousy, and heartbreak? when you can find the love of your life and live happily ever after. So sit back, chill, and get ready to make relationships great again. Greetings, everyone. Greetings, greetings. Welcome to another edition of the Relationships and Chill podcast, the ultimate podcast for relationships and dating. And our aim is to make relationships great again and again and again. Um, If you've been following us for the last few weeks, we've been working on a series called the Fulfilled Marriage Series. And in this series, we have been looking at what does it take to create a fulfilling marriage, something that, you know, that you can look back over over time and something that you can actually look forward to if you're just getting married or about to get married, um, something to look forward to and some things that you need to do and you should do. I recommend doing in order to have a, a satisfactory a marriage that that functions the way that it's supposed to function and that's fulfilling and that both parties can enjoy and get the best out of it for the for their life for duration of their life so um this is the last part of this series make sure you guys definitely check out relationships and where a lot of other information will be um will be updated and um you know we have a lot of things coming down the pipeline so check that out um, so, um, I'm just going to get right into it and I'm going to talk to you guys really don't have much notes about this. I don't have many notes about this and it's kind of difficult for me to express why I feel and what I feel. So I'm going to do my best in this episode. But nevertheless, is love enough? Now, the way I'm going to categorize and define love is two ways. Um, the, the feeling of love and the action of love, the things that you do when you're in love and to sustain and to maintain that. But I'm going to start with the feeling because ultimately you have a million different definitions of what love is. But the way I'm going to define it here is the desire for intimate connection, the desire to be desired and to be connected to someone who you understand and that understands you. That's how I'm going to define love. But is that enough? Also, the things that you do when you're in a relationship or when you're in love, the things that you that you do for your significant other also constitutes the feeling of being in love. And so most people, you know, who who talk about being in love, they always say it's a verb, it's an action, it's, it's something you do. But it's it's actually both. You, you know, it's the connection, it's the feeling of connection because you don't feel the ser- the same level of connection 
with everybody that you do with people who are more close to you, you know, your family members that you love and, you know, your children and your significant other, there's a certain connection that you feel with them, which makes you in love and makes you and brings a certain level of intimacy and a certain depth of knowing each other in that particular relationship. And then the things that you do is just really just the offshoot of the way that you feel. It's, it's really just solidifying your feelings for this particular individual, whether, like I said, whether it be a family member, whether it be, you know, your spouse, significant other, whatever the case may be. These are the things that you do to, for those people that you wouldn't necessarily do for just a casual anybody else, at least consistently. So with that in mind, we now have to ask ourselves, is is that going to be enough in a intimate relationship? Because I think when it comes to family members, so I'm going to start to separate it and kind of dissect it now. When it comes to family members and people that you love on one level, you don't require as much from them as you do someone you are in love with, your significant other, your spouse, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, man, woman, whatever the case may be. Um, you don't require the same level of connection that you do for an intimate partner. But that also goes twofold. That goes two ways because on the fl- on one side, the level of things that you allow them to get away with is lessened because of the desire placed and the requirements r- placed on that individual as opposed to your children and to your family members. Um, now, when you think about family members, it, it's almost similar. You want somebody to be loyal, but you don't have to have that certain level of intimacy and connection and communication with them. It's just understood because we're family. This is what we're supposed to do. Even though we may not have a good connection, we we still understand that this is fam- what family does. But that doesn't necessarily mean that family won't do things to you and they could absolutely love you as family. It doesn't mean that your children can't, won't do things to you, even though they absolutely may love you. So there are some things that I want to talk to you guys about in relation to what is love is love enough, Um, because as I just stated, you can love someone and someone can love you, but they can still break your heart. They can still do things to you that are contrary to what you believe love is. And then that severs the connection between the two people. So. Love is 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 good in and of itself, but love by itself is is nothing. It means really not much. It doesn't have a whole lot of stock until we start breaking down what this means, what this how we are going to function in this thing that we call love. And if you don't do that, then people are left to their own interpretation of what they believe love is. So until the communication and understanding is there between the two parties, then there is no concrete definition of how this works between us, either as family, either as parent, uh, child or husband, wife or whatever the case may be. There's no understanding unless we talk about and communicate what we intend to do as it relates to this function, this this relationship that we're developing. And so with that understanding, now you can start moving into longevity so there's longevity and there's a connection in the longevity, meaning to the depth of the conversation and to the depth of the understanding of this is what you bring to the table as this part of the relationship. And this is what I bring 
to the relationship being my part, me as an entity, as an individual entity, what I bring to it now connects, creates a connection between us on a deeper level. So now we have a more long term ability because now we understand what it's going to take to, to suffice this relationship. So going back to episode, the first episode in this series, um, episode 10, where I talked about vision and seeing things long term and then commitment. And so with those two things alone, you have an idea of where we're going. What are we looking forward to? What are we going to be doing? Who are we? That's the connection part. Then you have the commitment part. That's to keep on doing the things that we've desired and said we're going to do. So now we have an understanding of what it takes for us to be connected and to keep being connected to each other. And that's important, like I say, in any type of relationship. But I don't believe that love is actually enough to sustain a long lasting relationship, as I stated before, because without the understanding of what love means to you and what love means to me, then we're going to have miscommunications. We're going to have things that you do that I don't like and things that I do that you don't like. And if we don't under the guise of family, people will be more apt to bring closure to a specific problem or under the guise of being a parent and a child you you say to yourself well this is my child and i'm supposed to love them unconditionally or this is my parent this is my mom my dad i'm supposed to love them unconditionally but when it comes to a significant other there's a lot of there's less of a prerequisite of what you're supposed to do to keep that long long lasting because because you chose the person that you're in love with you didn't choose your parents and you didn't choose your ch- your child. You chose the person to make the child with, but you did not choose that child unless you adopted, of course. But I mean, like strictly biologically speaking, you did not you did not actually, you know, within yourself decide that, hey, I'm going to have a boy and he's going to do this. and He's going to look like this and he's going to be able to do this or a girl. She's going to be like this. You didn't actually do that. What you actually did was choose the person nine times out of ten to say this is a person that I'm feeling a connection to. And with that connection and the intimacy and the sexual attraction, that's what created the child. So then we moved on to uh, finding out what is it going to take to create and to, you know, make this relationship work and all that kind of stuff. And then. And then we move to the next phase of working through the blocks and, you know, finding out how we can work together and get through issues together as a couple. Now we're on to is love enough? I want to get into it right now. Why I don't believe that love is enough. So now here's what I believe is more important than love because like I said, love is the desire for connection or the the affinity for a connection or the the feeling of being connected to a person, whether it be family, whether it be friends, whether it be significant other. Now, once you once you remove the idea that these are separate entities, then you now begin to understand your relationship flow because what we do is we segment it and we divide it into these different parts. But 
what I'm learning as far as relationships go, they mean absolutely nothing without confidence in the person or in the relationship. If you are not confident in your relationship with a significant other, then you absolutely start to disconnect or remove yourself from the love that you once felt in that person. So I'm saying this because our confidence in an individual is based on the connection that we have to that individual. So as the confidence is removed, and the trust is removed. So confidence is tied to our trust in the individual or trust in the idea that that individual has about this specific area. So what I mean by that is if you're in love with if if your fam if you have a family member, you're going to expect them to think like you because you feel like you're related. So the idea is they're like me, they're similar to me. So boom, they're going to th- they're not going to do anything to jeopardize me, put me in harm, and whoop de woo. But we know that that's not necessarily always the case. Some family members don't think like you, um, even though they're related to you. There are some similarities, but they're not always related to. You. And some people and some children don't like their parents. You know, some parents don't speak to their children. So once once so if a parent can disconnect from their child based on what they view them not being based on the areas they view them not being similar in then it's easier for you to disconnect yourself from a person who you chose to be with that you no longer see eye to eye with so then that's where the disconnection come in from the lack of confidence in the connection or in the individual's similarities or their view of how you view things so when couples go through arguments and problems what they begin to do is start to disconnect in that area that's why i always tell clients i always tell people that i coach never end on agreeing to disagree because once you agree to disagree then now you have set a pattern for seeing and being disconnected seeing things from different perspectives but no what you have to do is you have to come to an agreement on on one level or another and begin to move and begin to work towards that, begin to work towards an ideal. And we talked about that in the last video, in the last episode. And you work towards an ideal, and that way you strengthen up the connection and therefore strengthening up the confidence within the relationship and within the individuals about each other. Because without the confidence, love will eventually draw up and die. So you have to create the confidence by doing things together and working through things together and coming to an understanding, coming to an agreement and seeing the similarities again. And this is where a lot of couples that have been together for a long time, now their view of life has expanded. So now they have, when they were young and together, they only had a limited amount of experiences. And so, but as they gotten older and they've experienced more things together, now their view of life has expanded. So with more options and more opportunities and more things that come into to your life, you now have more of a better and a wider scope of things that you look at in this life. So now as you look at things different and you've changed and you, you know, you're influenced by different things and you've experienced certain things together and separated as two individuals, Now, what begins to happen is as you come back and you ebb and flow back into each other's lives and connecting back again, then the disconnection between the two or the obvious things that 
the things that you guys don't agree on with each other begins to now create even more of a separation or solidify the separation between the two individuals. So now what you have is you have a couple that are together, but because they've moved through life together, they're more disconnected now because they don't, they have experienced things separately and have never reconnected on and agreed on areas that are, that over time have would have created that connection and reconnected them back together. Hope that makes sense. So over time, as you, as a couple begins to go through life and go through events and in their life and their work life and things, you know, outside driving, everything, everything matters. So when they come back home and their significant other has their own particular experiences, their own ideologies about things that are going on in their life and if they're not careful the disconnection and the differences and the separation can create even more of a separation between the two and going back that's why I say never agree to disagree the only reason why people agree to disagree is because they don't see eye to eye they don't view it the same way and that's okay but what needs to happen in those scenarios is you need to sit down and you need to take a bit a, a wider scope and a wider view of your partner's life. You need to get in more, more involved into their life and the things that they're doing and experiencing on a day to day basis and find out how they're truly viewing. So it's twofold. You have to be honest with the person and and don't sweep it under the rug. Don't leave that area untapped. You have to constantly be updating each other like you were when you were first getting with each other you told each other everything about your day about how you thought about things how you felt about things everything was open it's not until that connection comes that deeper connection comes, that level of intimacy comes where people now start to cover up because (laughs) i think it's it's so weird but people tend to cover up in those areas because now that they're they risk being exposed even more and and losing that stake of affinity or potential love or potential admiration or admiration affinity whatever the case may be they risk losing that by revealing more of who they are because it's easy to be sexually intimate it's easy to do that and feel a connection especially for women to feel like you're connected because there's sex involved that doesn't necessarily mean that 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 is the case intimacy is about knowing that's why in the scriptures it says to know it doesn't mean like i can know your body you can know my body but that doesn't mean you know what goes on in in the workings of inside of my body inside of my mind inside of the way i think that's why you get tests for people to make sure they don't have any diseases because you can't see what's going on inside of the body. You can see what's going on outside of the body. You can see you're physically attracted to somebody. You can see if they have a physical ailment. Yeah. But internally, you just don't know. And until you understand and until you do the work to to basically test the person's mind and the way they think, then you will end up with a disconnected relationship. And that disconnection spreads into both parties. This is why confidence is the most important thing. In a relationship, even more than love, it surpasses love 
Because without confidence, and, and confidence is built on trust. Without trust, you cannot have confidence. But trust is something that you can stand on, something that is concrete, something that is consistent. Without consistency, you cannot develop trust um, over a long period of time. So consistency and, and trust go hand in hand, meaning that I'm going to present to you who I am and what I have, and you're going to be able to bank on that over time. You're going to be able to take that to the bank and know that these are the things that I do consistently without fail. That's what you can trust. Now, when you don't know that, then the trust is gone, meaning that most people in relationships present or present it one way. And that may have been true back then. But it's important to constantly update each other on what is true now so that you can keep that confidence intact without the confidence being intact. The love soon to follow. And this is another thing, like why people in relationship. This is the thing when people lose trust in. Say a woman is cheated on by her husband or whatever, and. The reason why the devastation is more severe is because she was sold on the idea of who she thought he was she trusted in the idea of what he presented or what she understood about him but once that truth has been revealed about who they really are that creates the separation or the lack of confidence so once the confidence is gone in one spouse or another then the relationship and the love and the feelings that you have towards that person eventually start to die with that so it's heavily attached to your confidence love and the desire for connection and the feeling of connection is heavily attached to your confidence in that individual and your confidence is built on the trust or the consistent representation that that person has presented over a period of time once that has been rubbed off it is no longer the same you are a different person because now you don't view them the same way and they are a different person because they can't be viewed that way anymore so in order to rebuild trust you have to rebuild that connection by revealing who you are that's the only way to do it you have to literally um you have to literally kamikaze meaning that you have to just get it all out get the the ugly truth out you know what i'm saying like the worst of who you are as an individual you have to reveal that and let that person make a decision based on the truth no matter what it's going to cost that's why it's so important to be upfront about who you are when me and my wife got together early on it was probably like within the first eight months you know before we actually got married you know i had i had some other women i had a gang of other women um on the side and for her, it was she didn't reveal the truth initially. And that that lie, those lies and those discon, those dishonest things that you you inject into the relationship will come back. And you, you, it's so it's so freaking crazy because you don't think that, you, that your lying is going to affect that other person's um, abilities. But for some reason, as humans, we have this innate thing that we could pick up on subtle differences and subtle things that are not, they just don't make sense. They just don't add up. There's a certain disconnection there. There's a certain amount of dis dishonesty or distrust there. And so we won't allow ourselves to fully trust in someone 
when there's a lie involved or when there's lies involved. Now, I'm not blaming her, but I we did notice this in the beginning because for the most part, there was like it was just like for me, I was sold on her. Like I was like, I'm good. But it was around a certain time when she wasn't fully disclosing her past and who she was. Right. There are some things that she left out and that she didn't disclose. But innately, not consciously, but subconsciously, there was something going on within me that said, don't trust this. Make sure you have something going on in the background. Make sure you got some other situations and get yours. And so that's what I was doing. But once once we revealed the truth about who we really are and she disclosed all the information that she didn't disclose previously. And I told her all the women I had messed with around that time, um, then it, it opened up the relationship to us being truly honest about who we were up until that point. And then going forward, this it felt so good and so liberating that the that the connection and the confidence actually was was stronger than ever before because we got to see each other for who we really are. And of course, it was tough to get over that those things that we both learned about each other. But we also understood that we're more alike than we are different. And we had to work on that. We had to get to a point to where we understood, hey, we're in this thing together. Because like will always attract like. There's a reason why you keep attracting the same type of people that you attract. There's a reason. Um, we're, we, we are drawn to what we know. We get what we know. There is no way around that. So understanding and learning about who you are without the idea of what you should be. Like just nuts and bolts. Who you are as a real person if that's not revealed and you're not revealing that to yourself, you're not disclosing that to yourself, you're not seeing yourself, even on a physical level, you're not seeing yourself for who you truly are. You're you're dressing yourself up and you're looking and you're playing a role, a part. You're attracting people who know that role and that part. You're attracting people who are drawn to that idea that you're projecting. So you got to understand how your projection is connected to a certain prototype or a certain individual that continuously to that continues to revolve in your life without understanding that you will continuously attract and blame other people without understanding that you are the main culprit so your confidence now begins to wane you now lack the confidence that you need in order to have a fulfilled marriage or fulfilling relationship because your previous experiences have told you that you're not capable because your previous experiences have not been honest and genuine and true. So when they are honest, genuine and true, you now are able and better in a better position to attract someone who's honest, genuine and true. Because it's one thing to put on for social media and put on for the world that you're just this tough person and, you know, that nothing affects you and that that you got it all figured out but when you when you but you're always alone for one thing and you desire that connection you desire to be in love you desire love but you want it on your terms it don't work that way you have you are kicking against the pricks you are going against the current when you try to not project the truth of who you are and you project a, a idea of who you want to be 
that is going against the current and you will only attract people who are going against the current also. So love will be hard. Relationships will be hard because both of y'all are going in the opposite direction of how it's supposed to work. So that creates more of the same. That creates more of a of a different, a difficult relationship because both of you are realistically fighting against what you is man it's crazy because you you two are fighting against the truth and man that's a hard fight that's a hard battle to win when you're fighting against the truth about who you are and and they're fighting against the truth of who they are and you both are projecting the idea of what i believe you think a husband should be like or what i think you you think a, a wife should be like so now we're creating these false ideas when we could just be ourselves and let it flow. It's so much easier when you're yourself. It's so much easier when you dig through your past and you find out why you've created these, these protective mechanisms to surround yourself with. So you create an image, you create an idea to protect the true you from getting exposed because you don't want to be exposed for the true person that you are because you fundamentally don't believe that that person is desirable. That's a sad place to be because then it makes you not desirable. It makes you not want it. And it makes you lack confidence in who you really are. So when you lack confidence in who you really are, someone that you want will also lack that same confidence that's needed to stay in the relationship with you. That's a hard sell. So you see why most people don't make it in relationships, because how can you when you're fighting against yourself, which is the truth? So if you can't come to grips with your truth about who you are, how can they come to the grips, come to grips with the truth about who they are? And how can the relationship maintain without that truth going forward? You know, there's a lot of. um I mean, there's so much stuff to it. There's so much stuff, but I don't think I don't even think I've re, I've tapped the surface of of this. I think I'm just getting started on some stuff, but I know that the way we've presently defined love is wrong. I know it doesn't work. Obviously, the statistics show that it doesn't work. So we have to change the idea that we have of what love means to us and what love mean or should mean for our significant other, and that way it really removes the barriers that we create and that therefore cre- therefore the disconnections that we create within a relationship. So we create our own disconnections by creating these ideas of what a connection should be like, as opposed to getting to know someone and finding out how we connect and then maintaining that connection by constantly updating the information about who we are over time. And, and listening to understand how what we do is affecting our uh, our significant other and vice versa and how life is affecting your significant other where are they going how can we meet up how can we keep this connection going how can i learn about you how can i continuously get to know you and therefore build the confidence in getting to know you i'm constantly getting to know my wife therefore my confidence in her is constantly getting stronger because I am constantly wanting to know who she is and constantly wanting to create 
new connections because she's going to be forced into new ideas just by living life she's going to run across new information she's going to have new influences she's going to have new experiences she's going to have a new a, she's going to be a new person next year so i have to be ready to meet this new person really every day on a daily basis i have to be ready to meet this new person on a daily basis and that has to be my mentality going forward in order to fulfill in order to be fulfilled because at the same time what is going on within me I'm setting the tone as the man of the relationship by saying I am interested in knowing even if she doesn't do that. And that's OK. See, that's that's the thing that men have to have to really men can't do what women do and women can't do what men do. So I, I don't care what kind of women's liberation you believe in, whatever. It's not the same. And that's good, though. It's actually good that that they're not the same. It's good that men and women were not this are not the same, because then there would be no need to get to know you. If we're the same, there would be no need to connect and have conversation. That means you could just go and sleep with anybody you want to, because they're going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. Like I said, like attracts like, but like ain't exactly the same. It, we're alike, but we ain't exactly carbon copies. So we can do a lot of things the same, but we but the the, the things that we don't do make a big difference. So I can't expect my woman to do what I'm doing because I am designed to do other things that she's not designed to do. Doesn't make her less than doesn't make me better than it just makes me different. It makes me useful in categories that she wouldn't be or else she wouldn't be useful if she didn't have a different set of strengths and characteristics that make her unique. Then what do, what the heck do I need her for? So I can't expect for her to do what I do within the relationship. My I'm really good at learning and and digging through information. She's good at maintaining and holding information. She's good at retaining. She's good at observing the broader picture. I'm good at observing the specific picture. So what she does, she's more of a collection. And it really is really very simple when you start looking at it because even her body is designed to hold more than my body is. My body is designed for streamlined, is designed to be streamlined. So I can eat more than it's like she has a really amazing diet, you know, but if I if I literally ate the way she ate for a week, I would lose probably three to four times the weight that she's lost over the course of the last few years, last couple of years. But I just don't eat that way. I don't I don't eat exactly like her. She has an amazing diet. My diet is really good, but it's not like it's not too fine tuned. I eat good, but I don't eat good on the schedule. My the only difference is hers is scheduled. But um but we also have something coming along in the in in the course that we work with couples on too that help them really connect create a connection through their diet and through their food. So that's another way to create connection. So um, we'll have that in the course. But anyway, I said all that to say that we're different and we're unique for a reason. When you blend the two together, now we create something unique within our relationship that benefits not only us too, but benefits people outside of our relationship. So I think it's amazing. Well, let me say this before I say that. I think it's amazing that that helps build the confidence because that's what you need. You need to be able to recognize the difference in your partner and not expect them to do what you do, but expect them to do what they do 
on the best level that they can do it. And that way it'll benefit you and it actually help the relationship and help you build the confidence in your significant other in order to keep that relationship flourishing, to keep it growing and to keep it fresh and to keep things alive. And that's how you really create a fulfilling relationship by understanding that your partner is unique. And if they're not letting you in and letting you know and learn about their uniqueness, you may have to back up for a little bit. Um, You may have to take a different approach, but try everything that you can. And if they're still, you know, if they're open and they're opening up, then that's a good thing. Not everybody is just going to be like, hey, here's everything about me. Obviously, that's just how we are as, as humans. But what I'm saying is you try different methods. You you give it some time and you, you just continue to work and to learn about each other. And you try, you know, you have to allow time and you have to, but you have to apply a little bit of extra pressure to get to know a person. But if they're just completely like, I'm just not going to be able to do this with you, then you let them go. That's because it cannot work any other way. It will absolutely not work if they're not letting you in and letting you know who they are as an individual. So make sure that you understand that love is good. The connection, the desire to be connected with someone is good. But and the actions that coincide with your desire and your connection is good. But the connection itself is built on the ideas that you have about this particular area. Like I said, family, friends and, you know, intimate relationship, marriage, whatever. But the the main determining factor, whether or not you stay, is going to be the confidence that you have in that connection. Without the confidence in that connection, the the connection will soon die out. It won't work. It'll it'll eventually draw draw up and die. So the confidence is more important to me by by learning about your significant significant other and and understanding who they are and what they bring to the table and and basing it on truth, the truth of who they are, the truth of who they are right now, and the truth of who they will be. So you're constantly updating the truth on what they desire. And that keeps the confidence going and that keeps the connection strong and that keeps the love strong. Without those things, a vision and commitment and knowing what it's going to take and doing the work, all those things that we mentioned before will not make any difference in the overall picture if that confidence in the connection is not there. So you guys make sure you subscribe. Let me know what you think about this uh, series. I hope you guys have enjoyed. This is the last, this is it y'all. This is it. This is the, this is the grand finale for this particular series. The um, fulfilled marriage series. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. This is coach R. Anthony relationships and chill podcast. And uh, that's been it for this series, y'all. Y'all let me know what you think. Um, Shoot me an email um, and tell me your thoughts. If there is anything that you need me to elaborate on, please let me know. Uh, But that's it, y'all. That's it for this this particular series, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed it. And um, we out here, y'all. Peace. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Chill. For more information, on cultivating the relationship of your dreams, please follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Relationships and Chill or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Relationships and Chill TV. You can also visit our website at www. 
www.relationshipsandchill.com. Together, let's make relationships great again.